Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of ODYR Radio. It's Adam Farkas along with... Paul Farkas here. And this isn't a real radio show. We're actually just here today to talk about our new upcoming event, CEYR 2015. And we have a special guest. And we have a special guest. And our special guest is Dr. Steve Silberberg. Hey, Steve. And thank you for having me. I'm honored that you asked me to be a speaker. And this sounds like a, a win-win proposition for the field of optometry. So thank you for uh, organizing this event. Well, let's hope. Uh, so let me just brief everyone on what it is, if you haven't heard. So CE Wire is a new virtual CE conference uh, that we're putting together. Um, it's going to have 30 or more than 30? 32. More, more than 30, yeah. 32, I think, COPE-approved CE hours online so far um, on a variety of different topics. And the whole shooting match will cost 99 bucks to attend. So we're trying to make this the sort of... Uh, a a cheap cheap should i use the word cheap inexpensive event for everyone it's not cheap not cheap but not cheap for us (laughs) (laughs) not cheap for us for sure but we're trying to make it so that's a really inexpensive event that has a a great deal of variety um and i think people have asked me they you can see the threads on the site they're asking why did we do this and why now and i guess you know we've been doing live events and i know you're not going to believe this paul but we've been doing live events now for almost 12 years oh (laughs) <laughs> no, and, no wonder I wake up every day with pain. And so, so, um, but this is the first time we've actually tried to do these live online events for CE credit, and people are asking why now. And I think the important reason is probably uh, because we've sort of reached a turning point where, first of all, the tech is easy to do. That's the easy part, and it has been for a while, but we've never tackled the CE part of it because politically it was impossible, right? A lot of the states wouldn't allow CE credits online. Um, and we've just about hit a turning point, I think, where the majority of states are allowing a significant number of credits to be done online. Um, so for us, it made sense to try to put this conference together at this point. Right. So. What I like as being a speaker is not only that you're um, doing this great conference, but you're giving a lot of money to charity. Um, in the past, unfortunately, C has become a profit center for various organizations without uh, mentioning them by name, and now suddenly uh, CE becomes a profit center for charity, which I think is a great thing, and I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, you know, we, we came up with this idea. We tried to, with, with the conference, the big idea behind it was to try to sort of remove the profit motive from CE, and when you do that, you can start thinking about what would you like a really great CE conference to look like without having to worry about making money. Now, obviously, there's risk involved for us because if nobody signs up for this thing, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to paying for 32, 30, 20 speakers and for 30 hours. Yeah, my wife already told me I'm going to be sleeping on the couch for a while. <laughs> right, but, um, this is uh, not cheap. But the idea was we wanted to try to make it as broad as we could because um, I've taken a lot of CE online in my life, hundreds of hours. And one of the most annoying things is when you only have a few classes that you're actually interested in and you got to sit through like 10 hours of stuff that you hate. Um, so it was really important to us to try to make the, the lectures as broad as possible. Uh, Paul's got the list here of some of the speakers that we got. Hardly a dry eye on the, on the <laughs> list. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not much on dry eye this time around. So, but yeah. So we, you know, we tried to get the best speakers we could on a wide variety of, of different topics, so that people would always have something that they'd want to uh, to listen to. That's why it's not sort of the same old, same old, or there's not one theme. It's as diverse as possible. Um, the other thing is, you can take it for up to 90 days after the conference is done, so you'll have a lot of time to sift through all 30 or 32. Well, that's credits. the wonderful part. This on-demand feature is tremendous because basically most people fade out, phase out and they start <laughs> staring after about 15 minutes. Uh, so you don't get the material that you'd like. But here you can keep going back and really learning the stuff. Plus, there is a test if you want to get CE credit 
Uh, so if you happen to unfortunately flunk the test, you can go back <laughs> and find out what the right answers are. Now, Steve, you've been through this before, right, both as a speaker and as a participant. What's it like? It's really a great experience. Um, you can be as creative as you want. Um, for example, for my talk, I'm going to have a video of myself. You can finally see my puss and it, explain what I'm talking about. And then um, do a, a really elaborate PowerPoint presentation and time everything out to be exactly what they need. People have to be in the room, so it's very um, much like uh, any COPE lecture you go to. And I wouldn't be um, too negative about the test. I wrote the test for my uh, lectures already, and it's a fair test. And I think if somebody listens to it, they can go back and answer the questions uh, very, very easily. But I think if you actually uh, try to quiz the people, if they learn more, I, I see, for example, in that live lectures, people playing Angry Birds or uh, on their iPads or on their <laughs> little phones. Now they have to actually listen to the lecture. But I think the lectures all are on the same page to make the test fair but not um, very, very hard. You just want to glean a certain amount of information. It, it was a great experience when I was on another virtual conference because they also allowed you to do these things. But this is better because it's more credits, more diverse, I uh, have a little more time to speak and, and can make the lecture much more specific. So for me, it, it's a, a much uh, better platform to operate under. And the people on the other end, the IT people, are brilliant, and they're, they're helping all the speakers to compose the lectures as, uh, let's say, as creatively as they want. Right. And uh, just briefly, I just wanted to get back to the economics for a second because people keep asking me this. So um, the idea behind the conference is that, you know, should we actually turn a profit at this thing? What we'd like to do is distribute the profit out to charities. And we pick the ones uh, very sort of t in a targeted way. The idea is we feel that CE is something compulsory, right? It's something that everyone has to do whether you like it or not. So we feel like any dollars over and above what it costs to actually do CE should go back to either making the the science or the art of eye care better or directly back into patient care. And that's why we picked the three charities that we did. And they love optometry. Yeah. So each each one of these three charities, you know, has a very direct goal of either improving the art or science or, or helping patient care directly. Um, so, you know, we have the Lighthouse Guild, we have uh, Prevent Blindness and the AOF. Um, and if you go to any of their websites, you can you can check them out and check out everything that they do. Critically, also, you can pick once you uh, register for the conference, you can pick which one you'd like your your profit sharing to go to, um, or you can just distribute it evenly among all three. And yeah, I like that feature also that you can do whatever you want as, as far as a practitioner where you feel the money should go. Yep. And best of all, we we have an exhibit hall, which which allows you uh, during the off. Off time when we we don't have the uh, the meetings during the day, the two days that the conference is going on, to visit some exhibitors and actually communicate with the people that are giving the ex uh, that are trying to sell product. Right. So the exhibit hall will have some uh, presentations going on inside of them. You can you can chat via text. Uh, with folks from the company directly. What we're trying to do, as we always do, is we're trying to put the screws on the different companies to offer discounts during the show. So <laughs> we do our best. Um, well, I think it's going to be something like a Vision Expo where it's a show special and you have a, a captive audience, so it would behoove them to do things. Um, if somebody's looking for a piece of equipment, if somebody's looking for a certain uh, uh, piece of information from a company, to give show specials. And best of all, it, it allows some companies that just can't afford the exhibit halls uh, of live uh, of live conventions to be able to exhibit their wares because again we're the the costs are modest to come into the virtual exhibit hall. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we're so we're hoping it's a pretty big event. And one thing that I would ask anyone who's out there 
Um, if you go to our the ODWR site and you look on the wiki that we set up about the conference, we have conference pages set up. One page that we set up is um, a list of all the CE requirements for every state and the amount of CE credits you're allowed to take for each state uh, online. Um, go check it out, see how many you're allowed to take, and if you see an error in that chart, please let us know. As far as we know, this is the first time this data has been collected anywhere and put online. Um, so we've already made a couple of updates, like we found out that in Oregon, you can actually complete all of your CE online. Which and, is and if you feel you're shortchanged by your state, your, your, your state board, uh, call them or communicate with them and ask them why. Yeah, because one thing that I found fascinating about this is that there's a real disparity. If you look at the chart, um, you'll see that the states are really all over the map in terms of what they allow and, and what they don't. And I have a feeling that conferences like this one are going to really sort of force the issue and get people to really, uh, you know, come up with a common solution because really the, the requirements should be similar across the country. I can't think of a, a single reason why it should be different across the different states. Yeah, especially in the big states where, where everything is so far apart and somebody has to take a, a plane or drive five or six hours for a CE lecture, stay at a hotel. I mean, the expense is exorbitant before you even pay for the, for the seminar. I'm going to be in my underwear when I when I have to think that. I hope you guys don't mind. And, and I won't have my um, camera on. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, you know, you make a good point because in a state like Oregon where Paul and I are, you know, Portland is, is the city here. And if you live in the eastern part of the state, it can literally take you 12 hours to get out here. So if you need to attend a real CE conference out here, you're wasting several days. Um, and it's, and it's, it's an expensive thing to do, which is, I'm sure, one reason why Oregon allows, uh, you know, CE credits to be done online. So I, I think also as, as we go forward, this might get even more fun where we'll have virtual avatars and actually be able to speak to people and your, your face will pop up. So I think as, as time goes on, this will become um, the paradigm of the future and become more like being really being there. Uh, once they invent uh, smell vision it might get worse, though. <laughs> and, and one thing, you know, we're open to suggestions. We always make changes based on pe what people tell us. And if you think we can improve this, uh, this CE type of uh, presentation, let us know what, what you think would make it even better. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're always sort of flying by the seat of our pants here. We'll build features based on what you need and what you like. So, you know, feel free to give us feedback and uh, we'll do our best. One thing that should be mentioned is it's all COPE approved because I had to go through the COPE process and I'm being helped in doing so. I've, I've met that from my own personal lectures. Um, and also a university is uh, certifying the tests. Uh, Nova University was kind enough to do so. So it's as, um, as organized as it could possibly be. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's the the best part about this experience for me has actually been going through it and, you know, becoming a COPE administrator and learning how it all works and really understanding that having that third party that everything that we're doing and all the lectures is actually a good thing, um, even though it's painful on our end and it's costing us money to actually do all of this and everything else. It's sort of from a public health perspective, it's good that there is sort of an independent third party watching out. Because otherwise, it could just be, you know, an hour of Paul ranting about chickens, right? Yep. Which we, we don't want that, right? That doesn't really help public health very much. And you don't want the fox watching the hen house. Yeah. So so it's been really a, an educational experience for us being able to see that there is good oversight that's independent and really making sure these lectures are, are going to be of high quality. So well, I, I hope I could see you guys in about uh, a few months uh, giving one of those golf checks that are about six feet by uh, four feet to all three organizations and having some nice photo ops with that. I'll, I'll knock on wood. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, great. Well, Steve, thanks so much for being here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, if you have any questions about the event, hit up the official pages on ODWire and we'll talk. Talk to you soon.